Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning in this live stream. I'll give you a few minutes for Facebook to put out the uh, notification to everybody. And then we'll get started with some news information and a prayer at the end. So thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Um, I did post a couple of posts today about some censorship and I had a couple people ask me, well, what do you mean we still see your posts? So let me kind of explain what Facebook does is if you have a public page and they say that you did something that they deem fake news, uh, what they do is you can still see the posts, but they limit your distribution. So um, what happens is we have analytics on the page and you can see like some months, like a million people see the page and the post and then other months it goes way down to like 200,000. So that's what happens is they limit the distribution and um, it affects the ministry and it affects us getting the word out and it affects a lot of things. And so um, it's not that they completely take the post down, but you would have to come to the page instead of uh, seeing it in your feet, which is just frustrating. And so, um, you know, that's one of the things that we're battling in our country. So before I get started, if you can please share this feed, I would appreciate that. Share the feed so we can get the information out there. I also have been imploring everybody to please uh, go to our website, ToddCoconado.com or rmntnews.com and join the newsletter. We actually sent out a newsletter today. Maybe some of you guys got it. And this is a way for us to keep in touch with you if the censorship gets worse. So uh, I know I sound like a broken record, but I say these things simply because unfortunately, this is the war that we're in. And it really kind of boggles your mind when you think about it. I was talking with uh, some activists today and we were, you know, they have large followings and we were talking about some of this stuff. And it's just so amazing that it got to a place in our country where the left and the tech giants and those that don't agree with us from an ideology standpoint, from a faith standpoint, you know, uh, about our beliefs and our, our values and different things, think that they can just silence our voice. I mean, how did it get to that place? It was a gradual thing, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know if you saw Dennis Prager's movie, uh, No Safe Spaces. I actually had Dennis on my radio show not that long ago. You can see it. It's on YouTube, uh, on the Todd Copenado YouTube. But, you know, Dennis was on the radio show, on the Patriot Preacher show. And, you know, he was saying this didn't happen overnight, guys. He said this has been going on for a long time, but a lot of people are just kind of realizing it now. So a lot of the stuff that we're realizing as a mass, you know, American culture, you know, have been happening under the radar for a very long time. And there's been people that have been trying to sound the alarm that have been trying to say, yes, they're trying to censor uh, Christians and conservatives. They're coming after religious liberties and freedoms. And a lot of people just honestly didn't really care or it didn't affect their own personal life. You know, many people still don't understand what I'm even talking about when I say I'm being censored or, you know, things like that. But I talked to people like Laura Loomer down in Florida, prime example. She was completely deplatformed. She ran for Congress down in Florida and she couldn't even use Facebook or any of the major social media sites other than Parler, where she has a large fo following because she was deplatformed. And she's not the only one, ladies and gentlemen. There's plenty of people. But I actually took a picture with Laura one time and I had a page that was taken down just because I took a picture with her. So that's the kind of censorship that's going on. I'm a pastor. I'm a Bible-believing Christian. My main focus in life is to be about God's business, to be about his word. We're in a very interesting time right now. Unfortunately, we're in what I call a war, you know, where uh, our future hangs in the balance. Many people want to just throw in the towel. Many people are just saying, you know, uh, we should just go for the midterms and then, you know, 2024. And I've been mentioning that a lot, leaving some people on the quote unquote Republican side. But the, the thing about that, that's so bizarre because 
they don't understand everything that President Trump's been able to accomplish is gonna be unraveled in those four years. And they're gonna redistrict and they're gonna make it where it's very, very hard for another Republican to win. So, you know, if the Democrats do go into the White House, if Joe Biden actually walks in there, if he gets confirmed as the president, I know that's a very scary thought, right? For those of you that have wisdom and discernment, that is scary to think that that's actually a possibility. And um, a lot of people, you know, text me all day long, Todd, is there hope? Is there hope? And, you know, they're watching the mainstream news, the mainstream news. I literally on Fox News right now watched uh, uh, my dad is a senior and he loves Fox. And I've been trying to tell him, dad, turn Fox off. Because when I'm at my home, I personally don't turn on Fox. I will watch Hannity and Tucker, I have to admit, uh, some Laura Ingram sometimes and Life, Liberty and Levin. Yes, I will. But, you know, when I'm here in my, my, in my house and no one else is here, my wife's here and that's it, my dad's not here, I will tell you that we don't really watch Fox. But my dad is the, you know, the older generation. He's in his 70s and he still thinks that Fox is like, you know, conservative. And I try to explain to him, the Murdochs hate us, dad. They like, they, why do you listen to Fox? He's like, well, I love, you know, uh, you know, so I, I could explain this the other day. He's like, I love Tucker and, and Sean. And I try to explain to him, they're under persecution at Fox. Don't you get it? So, and then I watched this crazy commercial where they're sitting there saying, you know, trying to talk us into how President Trump should just, uh, you know, be like Hillary Clinton and concede. Well, no, because we know there was fraud. There was massive, massive fraud. There was so much fraud that it, it would blow people's mind to know how much fraud actually took place. And that's what the president is doing now. Now, from a prophetic standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, because we know that we're in a spiritual battle right now. Right? How many of you guys know that? That we're in a spiritual battle. And obviously, when they're trying to censor a pastor, you know, we know we're in a spiritual battle, right? Think about what happened with Amy Coney Barrett getting to the high court. We came so close. We're, we're still so close to overturning Roe v. Wade. We're so close. Think about it. To, to having Roe v. Wade overturned in this nation. The killing of the innocent. The slaughter of our most precious, precious jewel. Our babies. Our, our precious little babies. Think about how wicked we became as a nation that we allowed the slaughter of our innocent. And now we're at this precipice moment where literally we could see Roe v. Wade overturned. And, and you think that the devil's just gonna give up without a fight? You think that he's just gonna allow that to happen just real smooth and easy? You think the deep state are just gonna give up without a fight? Give me a break. Come on, come on, man. You think the deep state are just gonna give up and just say, okay, and just walk in and let Trump take a second term and dismantle everything that they put together and all their hard work of evil, demonic stuff of, of pushing us towards a one world global government? You think they're just gonna give that up? I don't think so. I don't think so, and I bet you don't think that either. So we are in this massive spiritual battle. Now, here's the thing. In the word of God, it literally talks about where it says, I will bring you before the courts of man, before the courts of man. And what we're seeing right now is just that, is that our nation is literally on trial. And we're going to see if justice is gonna prevail because we know that the, between the Dominion and Scorecard and Hammer and all these different programs and, and operations with the, with the voting machines that, by the way, were tied to the Clinton Foundation, tied to Nancy Pelosi. She also had her hands in there. Do you trust a voter system that has Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton attached to it? Come on. Come on, man. So let's just be honest. We're not going to be trusting that, right? And yet that's the, the reality of it is in all these swing states, they use this dominion and, uh, you know, and, and I just find it so interesting that it's called dominion because we take dominion over dominion, right? That's what we need to do as the body of Christ. So 
you know, God showed me it's like this courtroom. We're like in this courtroom as a nation and as a church. And, and, and the jury's out right now. And they're trying to decide, you know, is this nation going to get more time? Are they going to get an extension on the reprieve? Or is the reprieve going to be over? And are we going to go into a period of darkness? And, um, you know, wh which one is it going to be? So that is where we are right now. Now, I still believe that President Trump, and if you go to rmntnews.com and I put an article up there, that, you know, I still believe that we can win this. In fact, I know we can. I know that the Lord probably wants to give us more time, but he wants the church to react and respond right now. And the way that we can do that is through prayer and fasting. But there's another word that I have not mentioned in previous broadcasts so much that I want to highlight today because I had a powerful phone call this morning. And we talked about this and I've been talking about how I went to the return in DC and I was so, you know, weeping on the, on the national mall to see, you know, just Christians that were there praying and, and crying out to God and repenting. And, and, and you know, for so many years, we've, we've, we've said there needs to be repentance and now we're seeing repentance. Is it too little too late? Only time will tell, but we are seeing repentance, but here's the thing. It can't just be at the return. Thank you, Jonathan Kahn. Thank you, Kevin Jessup. For, for being faithful and putting on that, that amazing event that, that Christians came together. And I know many of you watched it online and at home and you prayed and you repented at home. But here's the thing, there's still a good portion of the church in America that has not repented. Let's just be honest. And I know that you probably know some people that could come to mind when, when I say that, that are still living, they're Christians, but they haven't repented. And that includes us. Do we all need to repent? Do we all need to cry out to God? I think, you know, I'll tell you this, when I've prayed for breakthroughs in my personal life, it's been on my knees, in my, in my prayer closet or in, in my spare room or whatever, where I can get away and be alone with the Lord and cry out to him and get on my knees, on my face and pray and repent because I know I get it wrong. Do you get it wrong sometimes? The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So I would say that pretty much all of us get it wrong, right? At times. And so that's why I think what God wants us to do is, just, is to pray, to fast. The Bible says some things only through prayer and fasting. So pray and fast. But let's, let's put in this third element that's crucial. It's part of what I call the recipe for revival, which is 2 Chronicles 7, 14. I literally call that the recipe for revival. And what I believe is that third element, which is just as important as the first two. And that's repentance. We have to collectively, as a body of Christ, listen, there's elements of the body of Christ right now. There is a major denomination. I won't give the name of them right now, but you, I know you know about this. A major denomination, which is trying to decide if gay marriage is, is, is okay, if they're going to embrace that lifestyle. Now, do we love gay people? Yes, of course. I have people that I know in my life and we, we love them with Christ's love. We're not trying to call out one sin because there's adultery and fornication and pornography and all those things are sin. And we can just go on and on with the litany of, of the list of sins. So we're not just specifically calling out one sin. But it would be the same thing that I would be saying right now if a particular denomination came out and said, we're going to say that adultery is okay now. Would you be okay with that? Would the Bible be okay with that? And I'm going to tell you what the answer to this is a big no. Because the Bible, Jesus Christ, is the word. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. But what does the Bible say? The word Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't change. His law doesn't change. I know there's the Old Testament law and, the, and, the, and some things in the New Testament. And the, you know, it's the new covenant. I get theology and doctrine and all that. But listen, murder is a sin. You know, fornication is a sin. Adultery is a sin. You know, marriage out of wedlock is a sin. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, sex out of wedlock is a sin. And so is gay marriage. But we got to call a spade a spade. 
And the American church needs to repent because we've embraced elements of sin. And I know it's not popular. I know you're not hearing all the preachers preaching about these things because they don't want their following to diminish. They don't want their finances to diminish. Listen, oftentimes, I'll just give you a little gripe here. You know, I see people and they give all this money to these big ministries and sometimes we're really struggling. I think, man, we're out here telling the truth. But you know, that's our own problem. God always provides. God always provides and that's the thing. But I know as a pastor that I have a very, very important job and that is to share the truth of the gospel and what the Bible actually says and to preach the full Bible. Because if I don't do that, it has nothing to do with my popularity. It has nothing to do with what people like me. It has nothing to do with my social media presence or how many people are gonna share my posts or any of that. The persecution that I come under, none of that matters because at the end of the day, I need to stand firm on what the word of God says because that's the power of the anointing. That's what's going to anoint us as a body of Christ. So I'm gonna circle back now to the repentance factor because the repentance factor is key. If we don't repent of these things as a corporate body of Christ, then we may indeed have judgment on our nation. And so it hangs in the balance right now. Do I think God can do this? Do I think God can deliver us for four more years under Donald Trump where we will be able to have more time and an extension to the reprieve? Absolutely I do because I know God answers prayer. But do I also know that God is looking to the church even right now and saying, what are you going to do in this moment? Because you have the authority. You have the authority in Jesus' name to speak to the mountain and see if it will be moved or not. We should believe it will be moved because the Bible says, speak to the mountain and it will be moved. That mountain has a name, Biden-Harris. And we're speaking to the mountain and saying, no, Lord, we don't want our nation to be an abomination. We don't want a bunch of dark things. It's not even about the people. Listen, if Biden wanted to repent today, he could and God would love him. It's not about Biden. It's about the, the platform and what they're going to do. They're already talking about moving the embassy back to Tel Aviv. You know that? They're already talking about going back into the Paris Climate Accord. You know that? They're already talking about going back into the World Health Organization. Do you know that? They're already talking about a nationwide mask mandate. Do you know that? They're already talking about shutting businesses back down and locking back down our nation. Do you know that? Do you know the plans that they have? Because there's a lot of them. And trust me, they, they want to do it quickly because they're very angry about the way that things have turned out. They're very angry that Donald Trump has stood with the Christians and for the word of God. I know he is not the likely choice. I know many people didn't think that he was going to be the one, but guess what? That's who God chose. And so now we're at the court. We're in the courtroom. And they're trying to censor me. They're trying to take me down. They're trying to take other people like me down. And people don't even believe me. They don't even understand the persecution that we're already under. People don't understand. We've been going through this for a while. Threats and all these different things that people do. And they say, well, Pastor Todd, why do you do it? Why do I do it? Because it's my calling. Why do I do it? Because God has put this in my heart to do. It's, it comes at a high cost. When I ask for money, you think I want to do that? That's not something I want to do. But we're in a battle. We're in a huge battle. And many people don't understand. We're like the little guy. We don't have the resources. We're trying to run a Christian news organization. We're trying to do podcasts and radio shows and all these different things to wake people up. You know how many people write me and they say, Pastor Todd, thank you. Thank you for speaking the truth. I didn't know I, I was thinking all this other stuff that was totally wrong. And then, you know, I started looking at some of the things that you were saying and, and my eyes got open. That has nothing to do with me. That's the anointing. And that's what the Holy Spirit wants us to do. And that's why we're obedient to the call, especially in an hour like this. So I go back to the news and then I'm going to pray.
the news is not going to tell you the truth right now. They want you to capitulate. They want you to give in because why? What's in the balance right now? What happened just a couple of months ago? What happened like a month ago? Amy Coney Barrett got in the court. What does that mean? That means that Roe v. Wade was just about to be overturned and our nation was about to walk out of judgment and darkness of slaughtering our awful is that, that we would slaughter our own unborn. But yes, that's what we were doing. That's what we've been doing to the tune of millions. And now we have a chance for change. And you didn't think that the demons were going to come out of everywhere to try to attack? You didn't think they were going to manifest? You didn't think that it was going to be a, a massive assignment? Well, that's what we're witnessing right now is a massive assignment of hell. And so that's why we need to pray and fast. And the third one, we're layering this in, repent. We're praying it through and we're repenting. And that's what we're going to do right now. For those of you that wish to stay on, we're going to pray. Share this. Let people know. And I will ask you, please do me a favor. Follow at Todd Coconato 2. That's my pastor page because this one's being censored in, in 24 hours or so. They'll probably diminish the feed. We got to stay ahead of them, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's strategic. I know I'm always saying follow this, follow that. I know it gets obnoxious. But that's because we want to stay together and they're trying to silence us. So let's pray for our country. Let's pray for our president. North Carolina has gone for the president now. Thank you, Jesus. It's one down. We need to get Georgia. We need to get Pennsylvania. We need to get Arizona. We need to get Alaska. Okay, these are this is the prayer points right now. I'd love to pick up Michigan. I'd love to pick up Wisconsin. They're in play, I think, especially with all the voter fraud that's gone on there. We need to strategically pray these things that God would reveal what's done in darkness would be brought to light in the name of Jesus, that it would come out. Everything that's been done in darkness, that it would come out in Jesus name. That all these fraudulent votes, all these different nefarious schemes and all this stuff, that it would come out in the name of Jesus. That's what we need to be praying. So let's pray that right now. Lord, I thank you for these amazing people of God that have a heart to be your remnant church, Lord, that we can come together and spend this time together. And Lord, I, I, I have promised I will lead a prayer every day. If that's what we need to do, I have no problem doing that. It is my honor to do that. It is my honor to come on and speak with these saints who are faithful people of God that get it because I believe the people that are watching this, they get it and we get it. And we're trying to figure out what we can do. We know there's the stop the steel.us where we can go and strategize. We know there's the various Jericho marches that are going on and Trump rallies and boat parades and different things that are planned. But Lord, if the people of God don't get on our knees and our faces right now, if we don't cry out to you, if we don't repent, and so, Lord, I personally want to repent. I know sometimes I get annoyed. Sometimes my attitude may not be the best. Lord, sometimes I doubt. Sometimes I fear. All these things happen to all of us, Lord. Right now, we repent. We repent if we're off in any way. We repent if, if it's become more about us in any way. Lord God, we want to make this completely and 100% about you, Lord God, to, to know you and to make you known. That is the job of the church in America, to get people saved and set free, healed and delivered. It's not about a ministry name. It's not about big money, cars, all those things that some people have made it very unfortunate, Lord God, made idols of the things of this world. We repent as a body of Christ. We're sorry, Lord, that we allowed so many things to happen in this country. So many different things, Lord, whether it's the murder of the un unborn, of the innocent, Lord God, whether it's the redefinition of marriage, whether it's so many, just a litany of things, Lord God, from, uh, you know, all these things going on in our schools, the rebellious spirit that's pervasive in our country, the pornography, the adultery, the fornication, Lord, it's wicked. I, I read a, a study not so long ago, Lord, where it showed the percentage of Christians that were looking at pornography 
And it was so upsetting to see, Lord. So we repent of these things because we think that, you know, we just deserve it, Lord. We don't deserve it. But through your blood, you've given us grace. And I know we've even abused grace. There's an extreme grace movement in our country. We've even abused grace. But right now, Father God, this is a very important moment for our country. And these saints are in agreement with me right now. We're praying for you, Lord, to hear our prayer and to move this mountain on our behalf so that we can have an extension to the reprieve. We can have more time and that, Lord, we would see President Donald Trump do a second term. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We don't know how it's going to happen, Lord. We don't know how it's going to happen. But I just can't imagine, Lord, that you would want somebody in the White House that would, that would, that would push the BDS movement against Israel, that would stand for the murder of the innocent all the way up to birth. I just can't imagine that you would want that as your desire. I know it's not, but Lord God, I pray that you'd have mercy on us because I know Israel turned their back on you several times and, and when you allowed them to be overtaken by their enemies as a result. And so we pray we're not at that place right now. We pray that we're at a place where the remnant in the church here in America, the true body, the true ecclesia, as we cry out, Lord God, as we do humbly repent before you, and it's a desire of our heart, Lord God, to be righteous before you, we pray that you'd hear our prayers from heaven. We will commit to praying every single day and pray this through, Father God. And so that's what we're doing right now. We thank you for answering our prayers. We pray in faith. We believe that you're gonna move on our behalf, that you're going before us. And we thank you right now in Jesus' name. I pray you bless every person that's listening to this live stream right now. You bless them, you bless their families, you give them peace, you give them rest, Lord God. Encourage them, let them encourage others, Father God. Bring in the finances that many need right now. Lord, many businesses have been affected. Many people are struggling without jobs. I pray you'd bring in the finances. Same to us, Lord, that you'd bring in the finances supernaturally, Lord. There'd be some type of wealth transfer where the body of Christ is sustained with manna from heaven, Lord God, that we'd be able to do the work of the kingdom in this hour and beyond. So I pray for these precious people that they leave this today feeling encouraged, knowing that you are the God of our nation and we will not back down. We're gonna pray this through. We thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 I'm going to commit to you guys. We're going to pray every day. Now, here's the thing. If Facebook tries to you know, limit the distribution and you don't see me, just come to the page. Come to the page and I'll tell you when I'm going to go live and uh, we'll continue to do this because I believe this is important. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I pray that the people that try to censor this page would stop in Jesus' name. And that we would be able to continue to do the work of the kingdom in this hour. Thank you guys. Love you. Bless you. Remember, you can always find me at ToddCoconado.com or RMNTNews.com. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow. God bless you.